It's a new year. It's the same me. It's the Escaping the Podcast with me, Tim Dennis. I hope you're all doing very well. I hope you enjoyed your festive period. It was a little bit of a different one for us all uh, than we expected. Certainly for people over in Wales who had the clubs closed down so close to Christmas. The people over there that joined us at Escaping the Park, please do let us know on the socials and in the comment section. How did you get on at Christmas? Did you enjoy yourself? What did you get up to? Did you escape across the borders to England to bring in the new year? Do get in touch with us and tell us all about it. But this month, let me tell you what I've got for you. I've got a fantastic interview with Simon Field. Now, Simon is a producer DJ from Norway. He actually joined us at Escape in the Park late last year. So if you're lucky enough to catch him there, you'll know he is full of Ibiza classic tunes so that's the real vibe that you get from simon we've even got a exclusive play of a release that is released today called where are you now so we'll be playing that at the end of the interview but before we get into this interview let me tell you a little bit more about what the guys from escape are going to be bringing you in 2022 if you thought that 2021 was a good one well, how about this? Not only have we got the Escape Festival coming for you later on in the year, and again, make sure you get across to escapefestival.co.uk to get all of your tickets and information on that. We have got the fantastic Inside Out Festival coming. So the Inside Out Festival will be in Cardiff on the 1st of May, and get across to insideoutcardiff.co.uk for all the ticket and information on that. So everyone remember Colour Clash from last year? A great event, I think you'll all say. That's coming back on the 16th of July. So get yourself across to colour-clash.co.uk and you can get all the information and tickets and make sure you get there for that great party. So the main one that we've got as well is the In It Together Festival. I hope that you're all looking forward to that. That's on the 3rd to the 5th of June. Some great events coming on there and hopefully we'll be able to do some podcasts and interviews with some of the acts for that one later on down the line. But get yourself across to initogetherfestival.com for all your tickets and do snap those up because they are going quick. But that's enough of the promotion. Now over to the interview. As I said, we've got Simon Field, a great producer and DJ from over in Norway. Uh, let me hand it over to myself and Simon. Wow, escapers. It is 2022. We have finally made it out of 2021. And hopefully, fingers crossed, things will be looking a little bit better. We've got a great episode for you to start off the new year. Um, you, If you joined us at Escape in the Park this year, you would have seen him at the Let There Be House stage. Absolutely rocking it. Um, it was a pleasure to get to meet him. I've been waiting a long time uh, to see you again, sir. Uh, Mr. Simon Field, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Hi, Tim. This has been a, a long waiting uh, chat. Uh, I know we're going to have lots of fun today. Absolutely. It's been a long process to get here with uh, different restrictions. And then, yeah, unfortunately, I came down with COVID over Christmas, um, which delayed it even further. But we've persevered and we've got here and we've got the opportunity to chat. Um, 
Absolutely, Mick, it was a real pleasure. First of all, I want to say this before we get any further. It was a real privilege to, to meet you and get to talk to you a little bit at the festival. Um, it was great to be uh, up close and personal to your set as well. Um, but how was it just being over here in the, in the summer? Uh, obviously, a lot of time has passed then. But just before we go any further, what are your reflections on Escape in the Park? How was your day and how did you enjoy it? So... I, <laughs> I think I think that that gig actually came with so many positive uh, things. First of all, it was probably the first bigger gig after restrictions were lifted. So I, I, I kind of remember more or less crying inside because of the beautiful, you know, experience of meeting all, seeing all these people, all these happy people dancing so close, uh, not worrying about fucking masks or anything. So it was. It was, and I had so much material I wanted to play. I could play for probably, I could probably play for about four hours that day because I had so much stuff I wanted to play. Uh, I remember that um, uh, Mushti was late, so yeah. five minutes five minutes before my my last few tracks, um, I was asked, "Can you play a bit longer?" And I went, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a problem. <laughs> done and done." <laughs> So I, I got to play at least another half an hour or twenty minutes, and that was that was um, that was actually the the last twenty minutes were probably the most enjoyable because there was uh, all the all the all the nerves were gone, and and I kind of felt I knew where where the crowd was going, and I, I could mm. have you know yeah. just. Yeah, it was really weird as well. And I'm sure you got it from speaking. I know that you were speaking to, to Moosey afterwards, but it was really interesting to see as well from an outsider's point of view, just the, the like you said, the genuine excitement and the genuine nerves that people had for, for, like you said, like seasoned professionals like yourselves that are used to doing hundreds of gigs a year, but because it had been so long, just that kind of that first time nerves again. And it was really, it was really yeah. nice to see certain details, just not in kind of a malicious way, but nice to see the, just to see that kind of tingle that they had before they got back behind the decks and just to see how much it meant for them. Like you said, to see people dancing so close together and enjoying themselves and finally being free of the, the ridiculous kind of last two years that we've had. <laughs> It was it was so special in many ways. Mm. And, and and obviously that really enforced the, the the whole the whole thing, you know, that yeah. came out of fucking COVID. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So just going back now, obviously, as I said, that's where we uh we met and uh yeah, this uh this little bromance <laughs> that we struck up is uh has come along from and it, it's been great going back listening to, to some of your music for some of the people out there that aren't so familiar with you. Um, just explain a little bit about yourselves. I mean, just to put it bluntly, I mean, just reading from your website, you've worked with some of the greatest artists out there. You've got backing from some amazing artists all the way from kind of uh, Dave Guetta, um, all the way down to kind of Husky and all the people in between there. And you've released some, uh, some remixes on some pretty cool uh, record labels. But I would say your, your Spotify, uh, streaming and your your playlists are i mean the people listening out there over a hundred million streams that you've had so far on spotify is that correct yeah that's um, I, I i i've stopped counting after 100 100 million but it's, it's, <laughs> what a place no, to be in life i just no, stopped counting serious, after 100 million <laughs> uh I, i'm it kind of gives me the um the opportunity and the trust in, in what I'm doing is something that people want to listen to and over mm. and over again. 
and 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 I'm a, I'm a sucker for stats, but I compared to other artists, I see that I have more listeners per, sorry, more streams per listener than many other people have. So when people find my catalog or my tracks, they yeah. tend to listen to more. And and I kind of that that's one of the karma I've had lately is actually volume is 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 a very very interesting aspect mm. to explore, and I'm. I'm definitely going to explore that this year. And I, well, let's come back to that. But I, I think I've got about 12 releases lined up this year or wow. something. Well, it was ridiculous when we were talking at the festival. Didn't you say in during lockdown, you'd done something like astronomical, yeah. like 160 <laughs> odd remixes in something like 12 months? No, in, in, I've done, I, I was, in, I've, been, I've been involved with over 100 releases in the last 16 months. So basically, what one a week or oh, sometimes two a week yeah, as well it's been yeah. ridiculous well i was so. looking through and just looking at kind of your discographies and just your release rates and stuff mm -hmm. like that and it was i was seeing sometimes kind of five six different releases uh within a week um with different artists and obviously different connections on different labels but mm. it's, it's yeah. just like i said kind of going back into to explaining a bit more about what you do you so would you kind of would you Predominantly say that you're a producer, uh, DJ. Where? How would you? If you were to introduce point. yourself to the world, how would you? How would you go about let's, it? Let's 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 get get it from the start. So I'm yeah. I'm based in in Oslo, Norway. So that's mm. funny enough, your neighbour country, more or less. But it's Pretty also fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I'm possibly more a songwriter producer than I am DJ, especially in terms of time spent. Yeah. Uh, as you said, I've done shitloads of releases last few years. Mm. I've been involved. In, I've even been involved in country writing at one point because uh, I love love lyrics, and mm. and that's kind of strange for a dance producer to be, yeah. you know, into, into lyrics. But mm. I I think that's that's an important part of of what I'm doing. Uh, been doing this for some fifteen years. Um, before that, I was a musician, a hobby musician, and played live and stuff, but um, as a producer, writer, probably 15 years. Um, I've had music in, in Hollywood films like Passenger, um, TV series like Californication. Mm. Uh, still get like probably a monthly placement of, of from my catalog somewhere. Uh, Netflix a lot lately though. Yes. So, and those are both tracks that I released under my name and also tracks that I make for a specific, you know, pitch and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm my main kind of gen genre is, is house and Balearic. So I do well, I could probably play tracks that I make on Cafe del Mar, but also on Ibiza High, you know. So it's yeah. that yeah. range, <laughs> if you like. Uh, it's about keeping a dance floor busy, it's about keeping mm. a vibe, it's about, yeah. um, you know, keep, a, keep people smiling, basically. Yeah. So like you said there as well, Simon, it was a, so you started off as kind of a jobbing kind of hobby musician, um, kind of before you turned professional. Um, but like yeah. you said there, you're a big fan of lyrics. So how did you then end up more in the kind of the, the dance side of things? Because like you said, it's quite a weird thing. I mean, obviously you've got, like I said, like the Ibiza, uh, Café de Omar, obviously I've, I listened to a lot of your uh, records and you've got kind of quite a lot of kind of trance vocal um, yeah. uh, kind of influences you can feel a lot in there as well throughout some of the songs. So what, how, how did you kind of fall into the, 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 the DJing side of things and kind of the producing of the dance side um, rather than turning to more, like you said, kind of traditional lyrical types of music? I, 
Well, I, I got fed up with lyrical kind of music and I, and I saw that I always considered my DJing and my dance stuff as guilty pleasure mm -hmm. and, and thinking this is going nowhere. This is just for fun. I can go DJ every week and I can, you know, I can make house tracks at home and I can play them out. Uh, and then six years ago, I, I went to a meeting with uh, Disco Wax uh, for a pitch. Yeah. And, and they went, oh, those tracks you can release as they are. And I went, uh, but we don't have an artist. And they go, well, you're the artist. Wow. And that was like a kind of positive slap in the face, if you like, you yeah. know, they go, you can actually be an artist. And I thought, yes, yeah. let's do it. And actually from that day, more or less, I said no to anything that doesn't interest me or that, that I wouldn't do for, wow. for house music, basically. Yeah. Perfect. And it, it's nice, isn't it, that time? And it's, I think it's sometimes that, that creative push that you need from someone that isn't knowingly doing that, 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 that like you said, that all of a sudden just made that, that lit that internal flame that really said to you, you can do this, you've got a career in there. So, wow. And then, oh, so then, and then since then, obviously, you, you've not looked back. So how long ago then did you start looking at the, uh, the kind of the Spotify playlist and things like that? How did that come about? And so I think the Spotify playlist actually started about the same time as I def started defining myself as an artist. I thought that was a natural step, actually, to, you know, create some sort of record shelf that would be mine. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that defining my set, because I thought at that point, Spotify was big in, at least in Norway and Scandinavia. So mm. making playlists was more a natural thing than putting stuff on Mixcloud, which is awkward. You know, you have to take down the tracks, you mix them, bloody, bloody. I mean, it's not it's not ideal for you know updating and 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 finding if you find a new track that goes into spot number three in your set you can't do that on mixcloud so so spotify in that way in that sense is it's way more dynamic at least um and i thought i call my playlists or my record shelf if you like ibiza because that's where my heart is and that's where yeah. i go when when i hear music i like or i play music that i like so that, that was a kind of very natural step step to me to to, to stay start that way and then it started growing by itself more or less so it does seem from looking at it, a very very organic playlist as well and like you said it, it's beautiful that you're able then to be able to pick bits of music and drop them in um and like you said i think uh don't get me wrong kind of live sets and things like that are, are, are fantastic but i think that um kind of playlists like that and scenes and moods are always evolving and things like that. So I think that they're always going to be changing. Like, again, like the best DJs in the world will always tweak one or two songs uh, in a set. It won't always be the set that you will hear are, are kind of recorded. So it's, and some of them are absolutely amazing. Again, like you said, you've, you've done uh, many a playlist there. And you said that Ibiza is where your heart is so this is the next area now that i wanted to move on to um, we've got a little bit of the history of, of 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 simon as the person where you've come from but what is your musical influences like you said you've got the lyrics um so it'd be really great to understand what is what were your musical influences when you were younger obviously growing up in norway um probably uh maybe slightly different to uh some of the stuff that we would have grown up to over here um, but what were, what were your early influences and how have we got to the artist that is Simon Field in front of us? So I, I think I, I just want to start by arresting you. I think, I think some of the influences that I've gotten are actually pretty similar to 
to what you would have gotten in in the UK mm. at the same time because uh, Norway is so influenced by UK, especially Bergen, where I grew up. Was it's very much Actually, like, from Bergen, yeah. Uh, it's it's looking at the UK all the time. That's where all the influences come from. That's mm. where all the you, you know the the next level culture is and blah blah blah. So you always get that in your face. Well, it's a very sad look for Norway, Simon. If you're looking at the UK for influence and, and things like that, have you seen the state that we've got ourselves into over here? I know we're not looking there anymore, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I did see as well though that online that isn't Norway uh, the the home to the the most uh, inf- or affluential uh, hipsters or kind of millennials that they're saying that the, the new generation from Norway uh, are the, uh, the the one of the most inspirational uh, uh, countries for millennials at the moment. You could well be right. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I mean, I'm, I. So, so I, th- I think like, well, uh, at least back to, to your question there. And I think, uh, so one thing we do have in Scandinavia is a history of, of, of pop, pop writing and mm. that, that, that differs from, from other countries, I guess. Um, obviously starting back in the days with ABBA, but the history mm. is, is very strong in pop writing and the culture in, in pop writing is very strong. And that's probably what led me to, to, to diving into lyric writing. Yeah. Uh, also because I couldn't write a fucking lyric and it annoyed me so much. So I thought I have to learn this. Yeah. Went off to Nashville, uh, did some courses, wrote, wrote with people, had like some good country placement actually. I'm not gonna talk about them now, but yeah. Um, uh, but that, I mean, the, the mix of those influences are, are actually, I mean, mix mix country with Portishead and, and Eric Morello, and well, you probably... Yeah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> well, I'm just, that's making my brain twitch just trying to even process that in my head, that's... <laughs> exactly. That's some interesting I, I think, stuff, yeah, but but again, yeah, it's, it's, it's... I was, um, again, I was watching something the other day, and very much again like that, like trying to stimulate the creative process, kind of like with improv. Um, it's always mm. about just pulling kind of uh, like you said, one musical genre um, and trying to put it with something that's totally different to be able to make that that difficult connection. But when you do get those ones that fit into place, then something yeah. beautiful can come out of it. There will be a lot of shit that you make in the meantime, but again, you will find <laughs> those connections that will will create something fantastic. No, but I, I think another, it's, I, I wouldn't call it influence, but I'd call it a, a tool, actually, that, that I've learned to this is stop listening to other people uh, and stop listening to your shoulder devil and stop listening to is this good enough thought and and that's led me to like a process where i do i i've you know worked on production speed as as part of the creative process because being able to produce quickly uh, have to make you trust your your initial instinct you know yeah. that kick drum is good enough move on that hi yeah. is good enough move on mm. uh and I mean, I had a session here the other day with the guy. We did a full song in two hours. And he went, what the fuck happened? <laughs> nah, <laughs> I mean, both of you, oh, <laughs> what happened there for two hours? And then, but, no, but like you said, but sometimes, bam, it will happen like that. It's, it's again, it's, it's finding those creative forces. And if you tap into something, then you'll make something pretty quick. But again, if you're, like you said, you need to do something you're happy with. If you then are trying to, fight against something that's that's what's going to take the time it's the self-doubt it's the it's like you said you need to realize as well that 
your work is good enough. Um, and sometimes you can over meddle with things to, to make it over complicated when, uh, like you said, if you can knock things out in two hours like that, that is worth I, I, I can imagine. I, I can imagine this, this reply applies to most walks of life. I mean, if someone puts, a girl puts on makeup trying to look like a certain model, Mm. she's going to fail and she's going to get so disappointed it's the same mm. with music if you're trying to sound like an artist that you you like yeah. you're going to get disappointed on every fucking track you do mm. yeah absolutely and it's like i don't want that yeah it is it's like that like you said you you have to be and i've found this as well and it's probably something that i'm still in the early stages of of, of of coming to terms with it's like you said you have to you have to get that monkey off your back you have to realize that what you put out is good enough and people will want to listen to it like you said it's the same with the, the podcast it's the same with any comedy that i do or anything like that or presenting um you have to you have to be yourself you can't go on stage trying to be like someone else because you will fail the only way that you can be successful is if you're honest and truthful to yourself and i think that comes along uh, comes out uh, to to everyone um and i think that shines through like you said in your music in 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 the conversation that you have as well you're only trying to please yourself um, exactly. that's all you can do yeah and obviously as you said there will be lots of rubbish in the process mm. and there are lots of rubbish in the process and i've yeah, I, I could play your hours of rubbish if you wanted, but absolutely, yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. I can show you here. I've got a board full of rubbish jokes that just don't work and never go anywhere. Um, but like you said, uh, that's kind of my music library that I'll sit there um and I'll just look at those, and all of a sudden then one will catch my eye and it will turn into an idea, and then that's exactly. another five, ten, fifteen minute comedy show um that I'm able to perform out to people. So um exactly. But with your influences, like you said, Ibiza is 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 a massive, massive musical influence for you. Mm. What is it about that beautiful, beautiful white isle that that has entranced you? Uh, when what were your first experiences of Ibiza? Um, tell us a little bit about kind of your your relationship with the beautiful island itself. So I mean, I don't think you want to know detail my first experience because it's clouded. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's sleeping on the beach it's running out of money uh i think i've done all of those usual things that you have to yeah, do cool. first time you go to ibiza yeah. but um i think the music came like it's it's what draws you to the island it's the, it's it's mm. the vibe of the whole, obviously music is just a, a, a an emotional carrier is no practical information in music. There's, mm. there's just a vibe that's there. And, and everywhere you go on the island, there's music. The first thing you you see when you get on the island is is DJ banners and stuff. And, and it's it's all about, you know, you come to a big fucking club, basically. Yeah. And it's got all the rooms. It's got, you can you can see the sun. Get different experience, get different music. You can actually go on not necessarily partying which is yeah you know when you've done enough partying you've you've kind of done that but yeah there's still a lot to to experience oh there's so much actually and, on the island and the club nights there are amazing the sound systems in in yeah, yeah. And, oh, and I, I love spanish food <laughs> that always helps spanish food and spanish drink is uh, spanish wine is always very good um but uh yeah I can always remember, I haven't been back to Ibiza for a while. I am I'm due a visit over there. But um, yeah, there was like, certainly when I first started going over there, like you said, the sleeping on the beach, the, the, the very kind of crusty cheese baguettes that you would get from the shop and then just sit on the beach and kind of 
but it's it's a rite of passage. I think anyone that is truly involved in or truly loves music um, has gone there and has uh, yeah certainly lost themselves for one night or two uh, on that yeah. beautiful island. But do you um, do you go out there much to 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 play? Do you try to get out there kind of every year? Is obviously pandemic in the in the normal world. Do you tend to try and go out and spend some time out there each year? So yes, I, I try to get it. I try. I, Yes, I, yes, I try to get every year, and and, and it's obviously about building more and more network out there, and more and more contacts, so it gets bigger every time, and you can do more fabulous stuff every time. Uh, obviously, this summer was last summer was was her, was horrible. I was booked. I had a handful of, of villa gigs, you know, the private gigs, uh, where yeah. you actually have to leave your phone outside, or you have to go in flight mode totally. because the police and Anivita is actually surveying iPhones or phones yeah. to see where there's people. Um, so I had a few good one of those this summer. Uh, no official gigs this summer on on bars or yeah. clubs, but um, there's definitely going to be a handful this summer. Uh, people seem uh, hesitant to confirm gigs that are you know more than three months in advance at the moment. Yeah. But so I, th I think the only way to find out where I'm going is to follow my socials or Spotify or something, and they will definitely show up the main gigs there. Absolutely, yeah. And again, what we'll do later on, I'll do a little segment and then I'll mention all the different details where people can find uh, all of your music, all of your playlists, and it's certainly as well the, the live gig. So we'll look at that. But obviously on to that now. Um, again, we can all agree that 2021 was not a good year uh, for us all, shall we say. But 2022, moving <laughs> forward, um, what have you got planned, mate? What 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 can we look forward to hearing from you? I know that you've obviously got a lot of releases, but is there anything that you're particularly uh, looking forward to? Anything that you can actually tell us about? Or is there a lot of top secret work going on in the background as well? I can tell you about, obviously, the first release on February... No, sorry, January 14th, which is a, a collab with Eola. Um, um, and Dee Adams, who, who, who were in the writing as well. So us three did a song called Where Are We Now? That's coming out on my own label, actually, on January 14th. It's, it's actually a beautiful kind of progressive has kind of track. I played it actually on Escape, and that was the first road test. And okay, wicked. So, yeah. so you guys... Oh, we'll, be, we'll be looking forward to and go again. You guys who were at bad tent that day i've heard this yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a lot and again like simon's going to be very uh very kind and let us have a preview of the track that we'll be playing Oops. after this interview as well so yeah really looking forward to that one but have you got any trips over to the uk planned at all at the moment or is it, it too early to be planning that sort of stuff from summer i've got well i've got two at least two london gigs um this late winter Perfect. Well, hopefully, um, yeah, with those gigs, we'll be able to, um, yeah, if you're in London, then certainly let us know. Um, we can come down and do uh, a, a bit more of an interview down there as well. But yeah, and, and we can go in it. In it. We can it. go proper in it, as we uh, <laughs> as we discussed here in Swansea. But Simon, so I know that you mentioned that you, you obviously see yourself more of a kind of a producer uh, and DJing is a little bit more of a side thing. But I want to ask you, um, just with regards to, and this can be either DJing yourself, um, places you have uh, just been to witness, but where is the best club that you have ever been to? Oh, bloody hell. Um... Here's a couple of options. If there's a couple that stand out from different areas, that pop into your head, but what I'm going to ask you now is your best, your best 
club, your best DJ and your best festival. Oh, yeah, so we can get a little bit more of an insight. I ask everyone, um, so don't feel the pressure. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to know for someone that is so well traveled like yourself, where kind of where are the best clubs uh, that people should be looking out for? So I, I for clubs, I'll definitely go for Ibiza High. Um, mm -hmm. One because of the sound system. Two because of the the rooms. Um, because of the bookings they do. Um, it's it's actually it's a fabulous club, really. It's for any sort of music, so I love that one. Um, for outdoor gigs, I would say I, I can't put a name to it, but I would definitely try to get to to Tulum and and go to outdoor venue there. Yeah. Um, there are actually several, so I'm not gonna. Uh, yeah. I, I don't have any preferences there yet. Just anyone, um, get me to serve and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, in terms of DJ, I mean, a year ago, I would definitely say Eric Murillo, which yeah. has been my all-time favourite ever. Um, I kind of find it hard to find a replacement. Uh, yeah. uh, it's an experience of a lifetime. It's such a high level of, of, of DJing, and, and he knows so bloody well what he's doing. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, there's there's a lot of DJs out there like that. That uh, and again, Aaron Rillo was one, one of the greatest at it. That just knew music inside out. It was it was it, like like yourself. It wasn't just dance music. They knew they got inspirations from everywhere, um, and it really comes across. Uh, and again, all the kind of stuff that Eric did with Subliminal, um, and then obviously kind of defected and things like that. So it's. It's a great loss of the music industry. Um, and again, like you said, some people like that are just hard to replace and they, they will go down as great. But um, for me, I think it's from talking to you, what really shines through, Simon, is the passion for the music, but also as well the 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 passion for the process and being kind of true to the true, true to your own process. I think rather the, the, the process, I don't think there can ever be a correct process that is just going to be a cardboard box. But I think with you, I think you just, and it came across when we first met and I think you just, you've got a zest for life. You love life. Uh, you, you love, see you love the, the the reaction of the people and again that came through from seeing you live um was just the, the the pure emotion just seeing the crowd enjoying themselves um seeing the whole crowd going and i have to ask as well i've seen on all of the live videos that i've seen of you and obviously watching you live the chinese fortune cap oh yeah where did that come oh, from is he about I'll, I'll it's yeah. It's it's from a gig it's from a gig in Tokyo uh, and I've got okay. that and I got so happy uh, I I had so many strange and weird experiences after I got it uh, just I mean the the first thing I I I didn't get late to the plane after the gig that I actually there was no way I could get to that plane but I got to it yeah. and I had the fucking cat in my hand. <laughs> So and it's that, and that's that where it's started. So it's like this cat is going everywhere. Absolutely, so, yeah, yeah. It was, it was so funny that it was just all of a sudden I've never seen it before. It's got the DJ box, and then all of a sudden you're like that, ah, the cat, and then it was then the GoPro, and I was like, and then I watched all your videos, and all I saw was this cat just constantly there, and I was like, there must be a story behind that. But yeah, it seems but he's cool. he's also raving. Huh? Also, yeah, that's that? what I mean. That's what I mean. He's the one. He's the one that's controlling the tempo of the crowd. Getting the crowd going, but yeah, it was, it was amazing. But um, Simon, it's it's been an absolute 
pleasure talking to you, mate. Um, I hope that we do continue to, to chat beyond this. Um, and again, please let us know of any re releases. We dearly, dearly hope to have you back over at Escaping the Park this year. Um, and again, yeah, we'd be great to, to come and catch up with you of any of your gigs uh, in London when, you, when you're over here. So do let us know about that. But have you got anything final to say um, to, I'll let you introduce your, your track as well, but any final words for the people of Escape, for the people of the UK? Um, ladies and gentlemen, I've been Tim Dennis. This has been Simon Field. Simon, what have you got to say? So I, I think I want to reiterate one of the stuff, you know, that we talked about before, you know, trying to be yourself. And it's it's the most beautiful thing to see. And, and I think I saw it, so, it to, to, in so many cases of that escape. People being themselves is such a beautiful sight. You know, put on whatever you like, put on, be whoever you are. I mean, express whatever you want. I mean, it's that's that's where you're going to get most happiness out of. And at, at least that's been for my from for my case. Uh, and especially with the music, I can put out the music I like. I don't care anymore what people think. I love when people like my stuff, but I know that I put out the, the best music I can, at least something that expresses myself in the be best way. And I think that's a good gateway to introducing my new single, isn't it? Absolutely. I think that's that's the perfect segue into that. So here we go. So that's Where Are You Now? And, and it's kind of looking at, where are you now in terms of lost childhood, in terms of lost dreams, in terms of forgotten dreams, in, in, in terms of being playful and being yourself. So it's it obviously it could also be where are you now in terms of where your ex has gone, but that's too simple for me. But uh, there's definitely a layer in that song about where, where has my childhood dreams gone and how do I get them back? And um, it's actually possible. Absolutely. And uh, you're living proof of it as well, Simon. It's uh, It's been an absolute pleasure, sir. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, I'm going to hand it over to your record. Um, I'll give all the information out, but it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, my friend. Um, and yeah, I really look forward to uh, catching up with you when you're over in the UK uh, as soon as possible. Truly looking forward to see yourself and everyone else again. Brilliant. Thank you, Simon. Thank you so much.
Mr. Simon Field, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you. And remember, guys, you can get his new single, Where Are They Now, out today. That is right, out today. So get over to Spotify, get it downloaded, and listen to it again and again and again. It was an absolute pleasure talking to Simon, and it's been an absolute pleasure having you guys listen. Thank you so much for your continued support. And for that, I have a little New Year treat for you. That's right. The people at Escape in the Park are at the end of January making the first lineup release. So, yeah, they'll be making the announcement of the artist that will be bringing the festival vibes back to you in October 2022. So, join me, Tim Dennis, next month on the Escape in the Park podcast, while I'll be sinking my teeth into the new pool of artists that we all have. And we'll be looking at everything to do with 2022, especially Escape in the Park. And we want to hear from you, ravers. We really, really want to start making this a community show. So let me know what you think, and then we will get some topics on the go. But for now, I'm going to sign out. Enjoy yourselves. Take care. And I look forward to speaking to you again next month. Peace out. The world is cold and times are bad. Every time I think about it, it makes me sad. War and drugs are everywhere. And it's getting so hard to breathe the air. 